Good morning, Vision Church. Let's give God a hand and clap of praise. My name is Ronnie James. I'll be your host today. Whether you're on Facebook, YouTube, or Eternity TV, we ask that you turn your private place into a worship space. Praise team is going to sing a few songs. The lyrics will be on the screen if you decide to engage and worship however you uh, feel comfortable. Pastor going to come up and give us a great message. All in all, we'll be about an hour or so. Whether you join us online, uh, we're thrilled to have you with us. Uh, wherever you're joining us from, we thank you for making the Vision Church part of your weekend. We take this time to pray the prayer release. We ask that anything is going on in your heart and your mind, we ask that you just put it to the side and allow God to do the wondrous work that he can do in you. Let us pray. Father, Father, we thank you for this evening, this morning. We thank you, God, for your grace and your mercy. We thank you, God, for what you're doing here at the Vision Church. And we thank you, God, for what you're doing in all the lives of the saints all over the world. We pray that you forgive us of our sins, cleanse us of all unrighteousness, and create in us a clean heart, Lord. We pray right now, God, we just thank you for coming before you at your throne of grace, petitioning right now, God, that you give us something this morning, something we need to continue to do this work as a Christian. We pray, God, that you give us strength right now, God. For we're here to serve you. We're here to worship you and praise your holy name. We ask, God, that you just show up in a mighty way, God. You give us a miracle this morning. We pray, God, that you give those that are on their way traveling grace. But more so, God, our heart is after you, God. So we ask, God, that you just bless us this morning. Bless us in a mighty, mighty way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise on this morning. How many of y'all are excited to worship the Lord on this morning? This is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. So let's go into this. And the people of God say yes, and the people of God say yes, and the This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. This is, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will, I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is, this is the day. This is, this is the day that the Lord has made. This is, this is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. That the Lord has made. I will, I will rejoice. I will, I will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. This is, this is the day that the Lord. This is, this is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. This is, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will, I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is, this is the day, this is, this is the day that the Lord has made. That the Lord has made. That the Lord has made. 
rejoice come on somebody and say rejoice and be glad in it come on how many are glad in it come on all the people of God say yeah 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 all right Come on, let's worship y'all. Come on, come on, let's worship y'all. I'm here grateful this morning to be in his presence one more time. I was glad when they said unto me, come, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. How many are happy? How many are grateful? 
Amen. All may not be good, but all is well. In spite of it all, God's been good to you. I mean, you can say God has been good to you. Amen. When you think about your life and all that God has done for you, amen, you could say this is the day the Lord has made. Come on and give him a hand clap of praise, y'all. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. Amen. Thank you so much. Amen. Give the praise team a hand. They did, they're doing a great job. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. want to say again, good morning to everyone. Those of you uh, that are here this morning, thank you. Those of you who are visiting with us for the first time at the Vision Church, thank you. And those of you that are watching online, <clears throat> thank you so much for being part of this worship experience <clears throat> this morning. Amen. I am grateful and thankful to God. Amen. That he has been so good to us. Amen. When you think about where you were, somebody know what I'm talking about. Amen. Uh, you were trying to make sense of your life. Yet, you found out that there is a God. Amen. See, there, I was thinking this morning. Amen. When you found out that there is a God and he doesn't have to prove himself anymore. Amen. Why? Because he's been good to you. Come on, somebody. He's been better to you than you've been to yourself. Imagine that. Imagine that. God loving you and being good to you better than you can be to yourself. And I'm grateful that God already has shown me this morning that he's real. How did he do that? He woke me up this morning. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Come on, somebody. We slept in the very image of death last night, only to rise this morning. Come on, somebody. My goodness. My goodness. Amen. While you were asleep, while robbers were out robbing, while thieves were out stealing. Come on, somebody. Why, why, amen. Why murderers were out murdering. God's grace covered you. Come on, somebody. Amen. He covered your house. Your dwelling place was protected last night. Come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. Your heat was working. Come on, somebody. Your lights was on while somebody was sleeping out in the cold, while somebody didn't have a way to go anywhere. God amen, has given you all of that. And so if he has not proved anything to you yet, then I don't know what else he needs to do to prove that he's a real God. Amen. I don't take for granted what God has done for me. Amen. I, I, I stay in that position of humility because I understand that in a blink of an eye, come on somebody, we're just one paycheck away from where the other folks are. Come on and help me, somebody. Amen. But yet, month after month, year after year, when I, when I, my heart, my heart, my heart bleeds, my heart hurts for those people in Ukraine. It really does. I don't know why I've taken such an interest into that. But to see people living a normal life, and on February 24th, their life is turned upside down. Their houses are destroyed. Apartments are destroyed. Amen. They're, 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 they're literally are going to other countries to find refuge. Come on, somebody. And they're talking about they're going to be there for two and three years. Imagine that. Imagine that. And here we are in America, the land of the free. Come on, help me, somebody. The home of the brave. Amen. Yet, sometimes we're complaining that they didn't put ketchup in my, in my bag when I pulled off from McDonald's. Come on and help me, somebody. Amen. Gas price is $7 a gallon. Amen. We're complaining about a lot of things, but 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 listen, put yourself in somebody else's shoes. You realize how blessed you are. Amen. I'm grateful. I'm grateful to God. 
Amen. I believe uh, today we'll have our men's uh, our men's fellowship right after this at ten fifteen today. If you're a man, you were born a man, and you want to be part of something extraordinary, we have an. It's called the Impact Men Men's Ministry. Amen. Impact Men's Ministry, and we invite every man at ten fifteen. We'll have a fellowship. Amen. And we'll have a little word together, and we're just gonna encourage each other based on our scripture iron sharpens iron so one man sharpens another so if you're looking for a a, gr a group to be part of amen a ministry to be part of men amen join us women will also meet amen women of faith will also meet amen amen they trying to show us that but it's okay <clears throat> it's all right. Amen. We're going to get a few men here after a while. I want to thank the men, though. Amen. For, for what y'all are doing. Amen. Uh, cutting the grass and making sure the parking lot is set. Security is on lockdown. You know, all that type of stuff. You know what I mean? So it takes men to move this thing. Amen. We've just been waiting for y'all. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, so I'm believing and we're investing, amen. We got our shirts, amen. We got our shirts ready, amen. So next Sunday, we'll be on the front line. On Mondays, we're on the prayer line. Come on, help me somebody, amen. On Mondays, we're on the prayer line. On third Sundays, we're on the front line. So next Sunday, we'll have our, well, next, next Sunday, next month, we'll have our shirts all together. But next Sunday, Amen. We will be on the front lines. The men will be ushering for both services. Amen. They'll be ushering and they're going to be standing on the front lines. Amen. In, in the kingdom. Amen. Praise God for that. Amen. Uh, we're going to make ready now. Uh, I believe today is our ushers, uh, ushers, greeters, and securities annual day. Praise God for that. <clears throat> Amen. We have some real dignified, dignified and, uh, and um, ushers and greeters and security folk, amen. Give them a hand today. They, they got their gloves on. Watch out now. When they wear their gloves, you got to watch out. Amen. That If they do like that, that means stop. Amen. You know, don't, don't mess with their gloves, y'all. Amen. Give them a hand, y'all. They're looking good today. <clears throat> amen. Amen. All right. We're going to make ready now to worship God with our gifts today. Uh, last week, we did make budget. I just want to let you know we made budget. My goodness. And so um, you can give on any one of these platforms. You can do Apple Pay, Zelle. You can do Cash App. You can give by text. Um, or you can go to our website. Amen. We're going to worship God with our gifts. And then today is our first fruit offering collections today. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You don't know what a first fruit is. It is sowing a seed <clears throat> towards your harvest for 2022. Amen. It is a seed offering, the special offering that you sow. Amen. And you're sowing it so that you that believing that your 2022 income will increase, that your faith will increase, that your joy will increase, that your peace will increase. It is an offering that we do every year, once a year. Uh, for God's favor upon our lives. Amen. Let us pray together. <clears throat> Father, we thank you for your mercy and grace. I ask, Lord, that you bless these gifts. Bless the givers now. And God, may you get the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Never fails right when I get ready to preach. Amen.
Uh, if you have your Bibles, open your Bibles to the book of, we were closing out this series today. We've been talking about facing your giants, amen? Amen. First uh, Samuel chapter 17. First uh, Samuel chapter 17. And we we are concluding this message, this series in facing your giants. Amen. And uh, we've been talking about how to live up to your God given potential. Amen. First Samuel chapter uh, 17. I want to read verse 50. And I just want to read one phrase, and it says, thus David prevailed. Amen. I want to talk about finding the courage to face your giants. I want to talk about finding the courage to face your giants. Thus, David prevailed. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for this time together. We ask for the forgiveness of our sins, clear our minds and hearts, God, as we are preparing to receive a word from you. Lord, I pray now in the name of Jesus that you would stand in my body, think with my mind, speak with my voice, cancel the schemes and the plans of the enemy, and God, allow us, Lord, to hear a word from heaven. We love you. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank God. You may be seated in the presence of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you, ushers. Amen. Amen. This is the moment that we've been waiting on in this particular series entitled Facing Your Giants. We have talked about in this series several ways to face those difficult things in our lives. Amen. And I believe that God has given us through his word, amen, the solution, the strategy, amen, to face our giants. I don't know if in this series that you have really faced your giants, but I hope, amen, that you have. Last message, we started in verse 45. And I told you, I talked about finding your God-given potential. I told you that you have to have courage. Amen. You have to be consistent. Amen. You, have, you also have to have in your mind that no matter what's difficult in front of you, that you refuse to avoid it. We come to the moment now that we've been waiting on. The moment that we have been building up this message where David is in this battle of his life. But David is not the one fighting. David understood something that, and he, and he said this in, in the previous verses, that the battle is not his, that the battle is the Lord's. That is a very common phrase. But it's a phrase that you and I must really understand that every battle that we face in life, amen, that it does belong to the Lord. Do I have anybody? Many of us talk, but we never move. Many of us say we're going to face our giants, but we keep putting it off. Amen. We, we, we want to face our giants, but we lack the confidence or the conviction that we can do it. Can I tell you something? Fear can paralyze us today, amen, and fear can hold us back from facing our giants. The Bible is very clear on this occasion. Israel's army, who was a fear, fearless army, 
they had finally met their match. But what Israel and what the king had forgotten, they had forgotten the God that had gotten them the victory. Can I help you with something? Don't ever forget your victories. Don't ever forget how far God has brought you. Even when you are in a situation, you have to always remind yourself that God has given you victories. Today, I got four or five things I want to show you in concluding this message, this series, to show you that the battle does belong to the Lord. And, and the Bible says that David, thus David, prevailed. Verse 48, it says, then it happened when the Philistine rose and came and drew near to meet David, that David ran quickly, notice this, he ran quickly towards the battle line to meet the Philistine. I want to tell you the first thing you The first thing that I, I believe that David knew is this. David knew who was backing him. I want to help you with something. David didn't cower. He ran towards the battle. And this courage that he had came from what he had already known. And so if I were to encourage you today, I would say to you that you got to know who's really backing you. You got to know who's endorsing your battles. You got to know that God will never leave you nor forsake you. You and I got to realize that we have someone that's backing us in the battles of life. Do I have anybody? I believe that David ran into this battle because he knew that the God who created everything, the God that hung the moon and the stars, the God that he laid and he said, the Lord is my shepherd. The God that he says who put all the stars in the sky. The God that he says that I will not fear man because God is my refuge and strength. A very present help in times of trouble. David knew that God was backing him. I want to help somebody with something. Amen. You, you think you got some people on your side until you get into the battle. Then you realize who's really for you. But I want to tell somebody something. If God be for you, I wish I had somebody. If God be for you, then who can be against you? The God who created everything, including you, tell your neighbor he's backing me. The text goes on to say in verse 49, what did David do? David put his hand in his bag. <laughs> and what did he do, y'all? He took from it a stone. Now, Goliath is coming to him fully armed with a sword, with a shield, and he's ready for battle. But David just, see, I want to tell you something. Sometimes simplicity is the key. We get all elaborate, but all we have to know is who's backing us. And you don't need nothing else but the Lord on your side. Are you with me? The text says he put his, he took his hand from it, the stone, and, and slung it. Look at the text says. And he, what did he do? He put, David put his hand into his bag, took from it a stone and slung it, and struck the Philistine on his forehead. Now he's fully armored. And the only place that he had exposed. Here's the next thing you got to know. David knew. David knew not only who was backing him, but David knew who was beside him. David wasn't the one throwing the stone, y'all. <laughs> it was God divinely orchestrating it and putting it and placing it in its correct target. Do I have anybody? He knew 
what the presence of God felt like. And that's why he was able to stand. That's why he was able to pick up those five smooth stones, but only one did the job. <laughs> Can I tell you symbolically, the stone is Christ. I wish I had somebody. The stone is Christ. The, 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 the rock or the stone or the cornerstone that the man that men reject is the stone that will give you the victory. Do I have anybody? You don't have to cuss nobody out. You, you don't have to do nothing like that. When the battle is the Lord's, the gospel is accurate. I want to tell you something. The accuracy and the precise hitting of the target meant that David knew who was beside him. Can I ask you something? Who are you walking with? Do you not know that the Lord is with you? The Lord is your shepherd. You shall not want, even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you shall fear no evil. Why? For the Lord is with you. David knew who was backing him, but David knew who was beside him. When you know that the Lord is beside you, you don't have to explain yourself. You don't have to cry. You don't have to feel like you're, you're not good enough. You don't have to feel like you can't do it when God is beside you. And this young boy, this is a young boy, 17 years old, running to a giant. How did he know to place that stone to the right target, to the exposed place, the only exposed part of his body that could have killed him? Oh, I want to tell you something. When the battle's the Lord's, you'll know it, y'all. The text says, and the stone sunk into his, verse 49, what did it do? It sunk into his what? Forehead so that he fell on his face to the ground. Not only did David know who was beside him, but here's what he knew. <laughs> when you, listen, listen, I don't understand how we trip when stuff just ain't going right. But when you know who you belong to, come on, somebody, then the battle don't really mean nothing to you when you know that you belong to God and God has given you evidence that you do belong to him. This moment belonged to God. David, a servant, amen, will never forget this moment because he knew that when you belong to God, you always get the victory. Paul says we we winners. Paul says we win. We are Satan's end has already been written, y'all. He is held in the bottomless bottomless pit forever. But one day, Christ, right now, he's been released. But one day, his end will come. But I thank God that I know who I belong to. Do I have anybody here in this morning who can testify to say I belong to God? I know who's backing me. I know who's beside me. And not only do you have God beside you, you have the Holy Spirit with you. You have angels all around you. You got grace and you got mercy. And this battle that you face today can be won. But you, you can't just hold on to the smooth stones. You got to do something with it. See, David didn't just sit around saying, man, I got five smooth stones. You know, we like, to, we, like to, we like to admire our weapons. Come on, somebody. You got to use your weapons. The Bible says that our weapons, though, hey, they're not made of flesh. Come on, somebody. Our battle. It's really not against flesh and blood, but it is against powers and principalities in high places. And I want to say to somebody here, you got to stop fighting people and you got to get on your knees and you got to pray 
And you got to understand that you don't have to curse everybody out. You don't have to have an attitude all the time. No, that does not work. But when you know who you belong to, you know what I, you know what I love, what love about this? When you know who you belong to, you will act right. Paul, Paul gave his testimony. You know, when you read the book of Acts, you'll find that Paul testified about his past. The reason he testified about his past is because it had a lot of weight to it. Don't you stop telling your story. Oh, I wish I had somebody about how many giants you've stood against, about how many things you've been through in this life, and how the Lord. See, I believe that Paul kept telling his testimony because it reminded him of who he belonged. When, when David told the story about the lion and the bear, it was his testimony. David said, I killed them with my bare hands. And if God caused me to kill these vicious animals with my bare hands, what do you think he's going to make me do against this giant? Israel didn't get it, though. They were scared. And I'm talking to somebody here. You're facing some giants. You've got some things that just won't leave you. Come on, somebody. But until you make a decision to step up and face them, it will always be there. Do I have anybody? He knew who he belonged to. And then the text says, <laughs> the text says thus, <laughs> thus and therefore, David prevailed. Goliath had talked all that big talk. I told you in this series, don't let words get in your head. Don't let the enemy live in your brain. You have to evict him. Don't let him live up here for free. I wish I had somebody. But if you put on the helmet of salvation, come on, somebody. You can overcome those thoughts that you have. You know what kills us? Our thoughts. Help somebody right quick. Your mind just keeps turning and turning and turning and tangling and twisting. Come on, somebody. And I want to say to somebody here, if your mind is not right, your body will not follow. Are you with me? And I want to help somebody with something. The Bible says that David prevailed. The word prevailed means to become strong, to overpower a situation. David knew we belonged to. But the next thing David knew, y'all, he knew who the battle belongs to. You see, I bring this up again because the reason he prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and noticed David's, David's weapon and he struck the Philistine and killed him. First it said it sunk in his head, but he finally killed him. But there was no sword in David's hand. Imagine that. Imagine facing your giant and taking him out without a sword in your hand. Can I tell you something? When the battle's the Lord's, you don't need no weapons. When the battle is the Lord's, you know you already won. In other words, you have to have a champion mindset. The word that prevail also means to be courageous. And I want to say to somebody here today, you got to muster up the courage. Courage. In the midst of adversity, courage in the midst of your storm, courage when you face more giants. I thank God for this story in the Bible because it helps me to understand that no matter what it looks like right now, that we can prevail. We can become stronger 
wiser and better. Why? Because we know the battle is the Lord's. Do I have a witness here today who can testify that you're ready to say, God, not my will, but your will be done. Do I have a witness here today? The text says in verse 51, and David stood over the Philistine and took his sword. I wish I had somebody. And drew it out of his shelf and killed him and cut his head with it. When the Philistines saw that their champion was dead. what they do, y'all? They fled. He took Goliath's sword and cut his own head off with it. Imagine that. Listen, I believe that many of you can be victorious, but you got to fight with the right weapons. And when you know the battle is the Lord's, he'll tell you when to pull your sword, pull your enemy's sword. He'll tell you when. And, and the picture here is just like what's happening in Ukraine right now. They got stones and Russia got nuclear bombs. But I believe they will prevail. I believe that there are some godly people in that country. The righteous will prevail. But I want to tell you that the last thing I see here is that not only did he knew who the battle belonged to, but he knew before the battle that he would be victorious. You see, if you can't envision victory, you'll never really become victorious. That's called acting on your faith. It's called having faith. And I want to say to somebody here today, you have to picture yourself as already victorious. He always knew the Lord was going to give him the victory. Imagine that. Imagine this. Imagine every time you pray, you don't believe. It's too big, Pastor. It's too wide. It, this situation is impossible. People tell me about impossible stuff. And I say what's impossible for you is possible for God. When our Lord's birth was announced to his mother, she said, Mary said, how, how would this happen? And the angel said, What's impossible for man is possible for God. And what's interesting is her the salutation that she was given, that she was blessed and highly favored of the Lord. I believe that David was blessed and highly favored of the Lord. I believe that you are blessed and highly favored of the Lord. But you got to keep the context very clear. Because here's the thing. If you take up the battle, then it's your battle. So the first thing you got to do is surrender the battle. And you got to say, God, I can't do this anymore. So I'm asking you to fight this battle for me. Whatever you want me to do, God, I'll do Wherever you want me to go, God, I'll go. Help me, Lord, to face this giant. Sports buffs know a lot about celebrity athletes whom they never met. They can cite statistics, touchdowns, home runs, and point score. They know everything about sports. Gossips know a whole bunch about the latest scoop on people. They don't talk to those who've been divorced or who's, who's been going through. They just got an idea of what's going on because they heard it from somebody else. Pop culture junkies read the tabloids, even though people, the people that they're so interested in or on the Internet, 
if they were to see them, they would pass right by them, but they are experts. They got YouTube channels and they got all kinds of stuff about these celebrities, but if they were to see them in person, they would walk right by them. A Christian can come to church for years and only know a little about God. True knowledge of God requires a two-way conversation. Many Christians say they want to know God, but they don't put in the effort in order to do so. But if you spend time knowing him, everything else you know will fall in place. Here's what you'd know. You'll know that the battle is not yours. You'll know who's beside you. You'll know who you belong to. You'll know who's backing you. You'll know that you'll never lose the battle because you've spent time knowing the Lord. Give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. To his holy name. I want to tell you something. It's amazing how many defeated Christians we have. And I want to say this to you this morning. You can win these battles. You can face these giants. But you have to be intentional about it. You have to have a mind. Amen. That David did. David's fight was about the fact that they had disrespected his God. And he was willing to do what no man was willing to do. And that is stand before this giant, nine foot giant, and fight him and kill him in the name of the Lord. I want to tell you something. Let's bring it to your life today. What is that giant you have? What is that thing you have face, you're facing right now that you feel like, man, I hear what you say. This is what happens to people in preaching, okay? I hear what you're saying, Pastor. You know, this, this is from parenting. But you don't understand. You, you don't understand. Parents just don't understand. Remember that song? <laughs> Back in the 80s. Just don't understand. Parents just don't understand. But we have a parent who understands. We have a God who understands. You know one thing you need to know about God? If you didn't know about them, give you a theological word real quick in a practical uh, package. You ready? God is personal. What does that mean? God is knowable. In other words, you can know him. So therefore, he's personal. So because we serve a personal God, you must have a personal relationship. Your relationship with God is your relationship with God. But you cannot have that relationship apart from Christ. So you can't just say, giving all honor to God and you don't know Jesus. I don't know which God you're talking about. I want to thank God for this Grammy. Which God? I always ask, which God? Okay, God's been so good to me. Which God? You have to go through who? Jesus. Can't get to God unless you go through the mediator. Why? Because man is so sinful that he cannot get to God. He needs what? An intercessor. He needs his sins forgiven so that he can approach a holy God. And here's the beautiful thing about it. God is so awesome that he gives you assistance after you get saved. What assistance does he give us? The Holy Spirit, who then lives in us. Now, with the Holy Spirit living in you, whenever you open the word, you can understand it. Now, if what I just said to you was foolishness, then that simply means that Satan has blinded the mind of unbelievers so that they will not understand the glorious truth of the gospel. If you can't understand preaching, there's a problem. That problem is you don't know Christ. 
And so if you're here today and you need prayer, if you're here this morning and you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, amen. If you want to win the battle, the first battle is to win that sin battle. Amen. If you want to face your giants today and you need prayer, pastor, pray for me. I want to face these giants in my life. I want to be able to overcome. Amen. I want to be able to overcome. I want to believe and know who's with me. Some of you are battling things with addiction. Some of you are battling things with, with personality. Some of you are battling things in relationship. Some of you are battling things in your relation in life period, at work, whatever. Listen, sometimes it can seem impossible. But the Bible gives us hope. God gives us hope. Amen. If you need prayer, I want to pray for you today. You can come. You can come today. Amen. We'll pray for you. Some of us just need to be in church. If we're not in church every week, we're a mess. Check it out. Pay attention. Just pay attention. The week that you don't come, pay attention to how you act that week. No witnesses. I ain't got no witnesses. Huh? You just act a fool. You nothing. Everything get on your nerves. You just short with everybody. You just mad, upset. But when you come to church, you got a peace, you go home, you're all right. And then you start, you start going low by Tuesday, so you got to get here for Wednesday.
Sometimes we don't want to listen. But you know what? God is so good that he didn't let you mess up your life. I've been knowing you a long time. 18. It was 18. I remember we were sitting at Starbucks. 18. It was 18. You just finished high school. How old are you now? You're 20. That's 10 years. Okay? And you've been fighting. And you've been fighting for the last 10 years to find your way. But finally, you're getting it. So, and look, it's not wasted time, by the way. Because you're there you go. You're learning, you're learning, you're learning, you're growing, you're learning. And watch what God will going to do for you. Amen. Can I tell you something? Sometimes young people, I want to say this to you young people. Sometimes it seems like you're missing out. Listen to me real good. Okay. You know why everybody got a boyfriend and they boot up and all that kind of stuff? Because they're giving it up. And you sitting there talking about, well, what about me? What about me? What about me? You wait your turn. You keep being pure. You keep living for God. You keep doing the right thing. And listen, and don't fall for everything. Especially, especially if it's wrapped up in, in Christianity. God, grow, develop, and watch. When your time comes, God's going to bless you. When you honor God, with living right. Some people, their mind, all they're thinking about is sex. Can I just talk about it? Y'all ain't get, what month is this? This February? Okay. Some, some of us, all our minds is sexual thoughts, that, that type of stuff. Some of our mind, all our minds think about money. Some of our, our minds, negativity. Until you change your thinking, you're going to stay stuck right where you are. Because that's all you want. But if you expand your thinking. And you surrender to God. Your thoughts and everything else. God will bless you. Are y'all with me? And when God blesses you. Can nobody take from you. What he has given you. All through the Bible. You find people who wanted what they wanted. And they ended up in a bad place. Sometimes we can't understand what God is doing. Isolation is not a bad thing. Because in isolation, he gives you revelation. And through that revelation, he gives you transformation. But sometimes he got to get you by yourself. Strip you of all the people around you to talk to you and then to build you up and then with that revelation he transforms you and then your yes is yes your no is no you for real you real I just read something I put together something with the man says real men are real <laughs> y'all didn't hear me real men are real but it's so hard to find some real men today for real that's real but then we have to define what real is. My yes is yes. My no is no. And that's it. And if you could be that kind of man. God's going to bless you too. Oh woman. Let's pray y'all. I'm sorry. Lord I thank you for this church. I thank you Lord that we never gave up Lord. We've faced many giants as a church. But yet, we keep standing. And you keep showing us as a church who we belong to. Thank you for that. I want to lift up Crystal, Lord, and her co-worker who's sick. Then I want to pray, Lord, and I thank you that she had the courage to go to her boss and tell, her that, tell him that she needs Sundays to worship you, God. Thank you that she took a stand for you. 
She did not let the world dictate her relationship with you. Thank you. Now, I pray that she grows out of that relationship. We pray for Sister Caroline, who's interceding for a couple of her co-workers and even her nephew right now, God. And I just pray also for her daughter right now, Lord. And I thank you for her heart, God, that she really is burdened for them. Thank you for that. Thank you for Alexis, who's given you thanks, Lord, for where you brought her from to where she is now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you've never given up on her and you will never give up on her. And so, Lord, I thank you for her testimony today. Bless her now. And then bless everyone in this church now who's under the sound of my voice and those watching online. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. And thank God. Give God a hand clap of praise. Praise God, y'all. Amen. 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 I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a, uh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do a, uh, some teaching on pornography and that kind of stuff. Because some, some people are hooked on porn and soft porn and uh, TikTok. That's half TikTok is soft porn. Uh, half naked people every time you flip up. Um, that's for real. And you can't tell me you don't be looking. Um, and so I'm going to show you how to sanctify your thoughts and mind, purity of the mind. Amen. Seriously, we got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. See, it's, it's foreign. See, the problem with the church, church don't talk about stuff they need to be talking about. All right. So we got to talk about these things in order to get over these things. Amen. That ain't me. Well, that's If you said that ain't you, that's you. You're guilty. All right. So what I'm saying is we got to learn the church is the place where we learn. I'm starting a new series next week at 9 a.m. Now that we'll finish this, it's the title of the series entitled Face to Face with God. Amen. We're starting a new series entitled Face to Face with God. We're going to be doing char some character studies. We're going to start off with Paul. Amen. We're going to go to Moses. We're going to go to Ezekiel, Isaiah, uh, Elijah. Amen. Uh, Job, we're going to look at what it means to be face to face with God. Let's stand to be dismissed. Men, we'll meet at 1015 in the conference room and the locker room. Amen. For our first fellowship, Sunday fellowship together. Amen. Um, let's pray together. Father, thank you again. Uh, we love you so much because of who you are. Thank you for these, uh, your people today. Thank you for the word. Thank you for the spirit that's in this church this morning. And God, we just pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would bless us now as we leave this place, but never from your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank God. Vision Church, win, disciple, develop. God bless you. Uh, you are dismissed. We've got about 10 minutes, brothers, and we'll meet in the conference.